even though we didn't yet know how to articulate deeper emotion that EFT has taught us how to ask for our need to be met or be responded to early on the language I was speaking was a language he accepted and vice versa. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hey, Connecting Couples listeners. We had a couple of questions come in online, and we thought it would be fun to kind of address them through a mini podcast. We want to respond to our listeners and to the people that have questions. And so we thought we would do that now. And we're going to do this. This is the first time we're doing this, but we thought the question was so good. And actually, there's a few questions on there that that we really wanted to kind of address that kind of lump together. And, and this is a couples podcast. And so we primarily focused on couples, but we had somebody ask a little bit about dating and the dating scene out there in the world. And how do you know uh, who you're going to wind up with? How do you find a partner and then also develop a language? And they knew, and because we've shared our story, that we've both been married before. We both had some struggles. And we thought, man, we would really like to address that and really kind of take that feedback or take that question and respond to it as directly as we can. Now, this isn't therapy, so we don't have all the details of anyone's life, but we can talk a little bit about how we handled that and what we think might be the best way to develop a language around dating and then developing a marriage or a long-term committed uh, relationship. The question specifically was in reference to both our series, The Beginning, which was at the beginning of this year, where we shared our beginning journey in emotionally focused therapy and how we first started adapting our language of emotion, our understanding of emotion, how we interact with it. And then also our most recent series, The Same Language, which we released in April of 2021, which really discussed how couples can develop a common language in their relationship so that what I'm communicating to Chad is understood the way I hoped it would be understood and how we kind of repair if it doesn't go that way. Now, the, the listener or the viewer really wanted to ask how we can, in our early dating, find someone who speaks the same language, or what we did was develop our language at the same time. And like Chad and Angela do in our normal fashion, we use examples from our own experience to kind of help explain what we're trying to talk about. So I'm going to dive in first with kind of what came up as we were processing this viewer's question, which was for me when Chad and I met and started dating, I had really been coming off of several years of therapy, several years in recovery. I run a Celebrate Recovery where we work on hurts, habits, and hangups. And I had specifically addressed and really started unpacking why my first marriage failed, what were the parts I played, what were the parts that were my ex-husband's fault that I didn't really know how to respond to or didn't know how to basically not take responsibility for. I learned in my process words like enabling and codependency, really learned how to set boundaries. There were some things I learned in therapy so that I could do better at my part of dating. Now, in theory and in therapy, they were things I learned and things that seemed like I was going to be able to do great with them. But you never really know how it's going to go until you get into a relationship and actually have to set a boundary or manage your codependency in a different way or yeah. not enable, but instead hold somebody responsible to what they say they're going to do. And so when Chad and I started dating early on, I decided I want this relationship to go differently. 
And from the beginning, I would say like by date two, I was asking Chad really hard questions, questions about his first marriage, questions about what his character flaws were. For me, I basically was, and I didn't really have the words for this at the time because our language has also been developing over the course of us being together. But in my heart, now I can look back and say, I was saying, I need to know everything about you that could possibly hurt me so that I can make sure that I am making a wise decision by choosing you. Which, and and to speak to that, I can only speak to my own experience as well. We can kind of try to lay out, okay, here are some ideas or thoughts. But really, we had both been divorced and we had both had our own part to play in our divorces. And, and we don't either, neither one of us pretend that we're angels in that. And, and so we had our part to play. And and so she came to the table kind of saying, hey, here's some of my stuff. Here's the thing that happened in my life and in my relationship. And I kind of came, I remember it was our second date. Like she's saying, um, it was actually before our second date. Now that I think about it, it was before we were dating <laughs> and we kind of laid out, hey, here's the, here's the junk in my life. And, and if you're going to be around me, if you want to hang out with me, if we're going to spend time together, be friends even, you should probably know this about me. And so we shared our stories. We kind of shared this life history. I say mini life history of all the, all the low lights, so to speak. And, and we said, hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what's going on with me. What do you think of that? Can we accept each other? Do we want to spend time together? And then we made a choice to hang out some more. We took our dating experience together pretty slow, I think. Uh, if you think yeah. of it in terms of like how quickly we moved physically and other things, we were pretty intentional to say we don't want to get hurt again. And so we laid a lot of groundwork that said, this is who I am. This is who I am. Can you handle that? Is this something you can deal with? I want to say, too, that from the beginning of us having those conversations, you know, when you give someone feedback or even let somebody see a part of you that you're hoping will be accepted, they have to decide if they're going to accept it or if that's something that they're up for. So I, in past relationships, and now I know that it's a pursuer feeling, I felt like I was too much. I felt like I had too big of emotions. I felt like I did a lot or I was outworking our relationship and my former partner wasn't doing enough. That's a very, now that I know it, pursue withdraw cycle that we had been in for a very long time. And when Chad and I started dating, it was before we even knew what EFT was. That was like 10 years ago, actually. Yeah. We're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. Uh, 11 years is when we were of dating. Yeah. 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 And so I remember like kind of putting it out there and he didn't balk at it at all. As a matter of fact, he was like, okay, well, I see you're, you know, I see you're crazy and I'll raise you. No, no, <laughs> like, no. I see your yeah. hand and here's yeah. mine. It's yeah. compatible. Um, but there were times when I dated right before I met Chad when when there was there was a really nice guy who's like, you know what? This is just probably a little bit more than I can handle. I so appreciate his honesty. Yeah. Because yeah. he and I both also mentioned some things and we even had some different religious preferences. We had some there were quite a few differences and we both went, man. I like you, and, and he expressed that he liked me, but we knew at the beginning these are some things that aren't going to line up. With Chad, both of us, he to me and I to him said, here are all the things, and both of us pretty quickly were like, okay, you haven't shared anything yet that I'm afraid of. And so even though we didn't yet know how to articulate deeper emotion that EFT has taught us, how to ask for our need to be met or be responded to, Early on, the language I was speaking was a language he accepted and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 
There's a tricky thing that goes on in our culture right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to blame culture. I don't want to blame any any systems, but but I think it's tough to really get to know somebody online in some ways, like we can kind of have conversations and we can have emails back and forth or texts back and forth and, and we can kind of know each other, but I think it's pretty easy to hide in that text or in that email or in that, even, even a video chat, if we do that, I'm like, so it's tough to really get to know somebody. So I would say probably a quantity of time and kind of really being intentional about moving slow into the relationship and, and doing that kind of work really helps you say, Hey, is this something that's that's worth building on. And, and again, it's not, I don't think that there's any way to avoid kind of the, the trial and error that comes with relationship in some ways. We have to kind of put ourselves out there a little bit in a limited capacity and say, what does, what is, how does this work? You know, and am I worth sticking around for fighting for? Am I worth, you know, hanging in there for? Am I, am I going to be accepted? Will she accept me the way I am? And am I going to stick around in the times when, when maybe her energy flares up a little bit more than others? Uh, it's great questions that were asked again. And I want to say, I wish we could answer every single detail of it, but, but it's kind of tough to answer all of it because there's so many nuances and, you know, it's not that, you know, pursuers or withdrawers are good guys or bad guys kind of, we're all doing a protective move. Yeah. And so if you find yourself on the other side of a, a pursuer or withdrawer and you're kind of like, Hey, this, this is hard. And I find myself wanting to go away or shut down or, or get more engaged or more activated. You might want to put words to that experience, to that energy and see if you and whoever you're trying to date can have a conversation around cycles. That's exactly what Angela and I try to do when we talk about premarital work with couples. We've got a program we've kind of been developing that would help people talk through uh, some of those things and kind of develop a language and recognize where their history and past has influenced their cycle or patterns. And then also put words to what is it that I do in this relationship? What is it that I do my part of this that, that might um, affect you, yeah. really, that, that might affect the relationship for a long term. One more thing I want to say that we did, that we always kind of like to oh, share man, our yeah. own experience. We were probably three or four months in, and I <laughs> can at least say on my side, I don't know about Chad, I could feel my anxiousness coming up the closer I got to it's him. It's funny because I know what she's going to say, and that's why I'm saying I know. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I kind of started sabotaging. I started panicking. I started to feel some of what I call my own crazy coming up. And in, in past relationships, I know that is when I was notorious for either, in my perspective, running somebody off. But what really would happen was I was the one who ended up kind of getting paranoid or kind of getting so worried that it wasn't going to go that I would just kind of blow it up. I didn't have the staying power to ride out that anxiousness. And I could feel that coming up. And I told Chad, I'm like, hey, I can feel myself wanting to run because I like you and I'm afraid of this. And we had some really great mentor couples who both knew us, knew our dating, that we were, knew that we were dating and, and just kind of said, Hey, here's a suggestion. We got into what we call pre-engagement counseling. We weren't even talking about getting married. We were just trying to date well. And we knew that if left to our own devices, we would probably blow it up just like we had previous relationships. And so we got into couples therapy as a dating couple and had an incredible therapist, we actually love her and still know her, um, say to us, hey, let me help you navigate some of this basically trauma from previous relationships that's coming into this relationship. 
give you guys some tools to work on that and then help you navigate what's happening between you. So we both had to do some more past work individually. And I strongly recommend that if you're a listener and you're not a couple, if you're not in a marriage and you want to be, you can never, in my opinion, do too much of your own work. I joke all the time that it's not only that when I was uh, single looking for a partner that I wanted uh, to have, but also wanted to become a good partner for someone. And so we we were on both sides of that. But we got into pre-engagement counseling. From that, our relationship just kind of went easier, flowed a little bit better. And then we knew, wait a minute, this is what we want. So then we got engaged. Then we got married and we committed to that therapist that if and when she made it work, we would commit to counseling after our marriage. And we stuck it out and went to just after marriage counseling. And it was great. I so recommend it for couples. I want to say just one one more thing before we wrap this up, a real quick point. But man, it's it's tough out there dating. And it it is hard to find somebody who's really committed to, hey, I want to ride this thing out. I want to figure this out with you. So I would encourage you, if you're in the dating pool, find somebody who's serious. I mean, find somebody who is engaged and, and doesn't let you know, the, the emotional flare up or the, the, the moment of need run them off. That's something that I think that's exactly when you need relationship. And so it's not easy to find it. I know there are a lot of people out there that are kind of playing games online and that sort of thing, but, but gosh, I would really encourage you fight for what you know you need. Don't, don't let it be that thing. And, and if that means, you know, engaging in personal counseling or in date, engaging in couples counseling, or if that means, you know, finding finding another way to find mentorship around this, or find clubs, or, or people that are going in the same direction yeah. as you. Um, I think that really helped us. I know that's maybe it's not a popular idea. I'm not saying go to grad school to find a date, <laughs> but but I'm saying find somebody that has a common purpose, a common goal, a common direction. And I think sometimes even even us doing this podcast or other things kind of gives us a place to connect. Yeah. And, and we kind of say, hey, we can put some of this other stuff aside and be committed to a mission or to a goal. And that that really helps us yeah. and also kind of pushes us to work through things. I want to say, though, I work with a lot of single individuals, actually. It's kind of a niche that I have where I'm helping people couple and helping people navigate, especially if they've been in relationships that failed and then they get yeah. back together. And something that I usually will say to people who are out there dating is be the person you want to be and be honest about your process. For me, I see this all the time where somebody is afraid to tell the person that they're dating that they're in therapy or what some of their past stuff was. And I, at the very beginning, said to Chad, look, I'm in Celebrate Recovery. This is what I'm in Celebrate Recovery for. This is what I'm in therapy for because I needed him to know I'm in process. And I also wanted him to be okay with that process. I was actually asking whoever he was going to be, in this case, it was Chad, and I'm grateful, to join the process I was in. I had been in a relationship where not only did I think I already knew who I was and had arrived, but both of us kind of approached the relationship as though we didn't need any help. And man, it failed. It just didn't, we didn't yeah. know any better for one. And and it just didn't work. So I encourage people all the time, especially if you're listening to this podcast as a single person, kudos for investing in yourself, kudos for believing that you can have a connected relationship. We both definitely believe that you can. And I would just encourage you to have some of those conversations with the people that you're considering dating. Something like, 
I just want you to know I'm a person that's in process. I love reading books like Brene Brown books or emotionally focused books or books that help me introspectively assess who I am and if I like myself good and if not, what areas can I work on? And having a partner who knows that's something about you or that's something you do is important because I'll be honest with you, there are some people out there who aren't into that. They don't want to talk about their deeper emotions. They don't want to be in process. They don't want to um, spend sometimes the time it takes to heal from some of the past things. And I think it's important that you, you figure that out early on because if you don't, sometimes you can be let down and you can also hurt someone else in the process if you, if you aren't completely open about that. That's great. I think it's really important to know that like if I have been hurt in relationship, my protection is going to be more heightened. Yeah. It's going to be more online. And that makes sense. I mean, that, that's a good, a good part of me because it says that was painful. That thing that happened to me is painful. And so it tries to protect me from another painful experience like that. And so it, it can kind of put me in a box. It can kind of keep me from being vulnerable, being open, being receptive. And it also kind of makes me really sensitive in some ways to, to whatever threat that I might have seen in the past. So if Angela's energy was really threatening to me, it kind of sends me away pretty quick. Or if or if my pulling back or shutdown was really kind of painful for her and it reminds her of a past relationship, it can really send her off or yeah. really amp up her anxiety. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen to our bodies. In fact, I'm saying we should listen to our bodies. We need to befriend our body. We need to befriend our anxiety. We need to befriend our fears. Yeah. Um, so that we can be engaged with them and then have some sense of emotional control so that we can metabolize that fear, so we can be aware of that fear and do something with it, be aware of that anxiety, that energy, that fear, and do something with it. It doesn't have to run you or or the person you're wanting to date. But I'll tell you what, you have to be able to engage with that for it not to run you. And again, this isn't therapy. I'm not saying anybody is or isn't doing that. But that's what, if I'm looking for a partner, I'm looking for somebody who can who doesn't just not feel or doesn't just always stay engaged, right? I'm looking for a partner who can talk about their process, who can start to put words to it. If we can't put words to what's going on inside us, we can't develop a language and then we can't move forward. That kind of is the death nail for a relationship. That's what couples therapy is anyway. We're working with two individuals, helping them explain and articulate their individual experience more, not only for their own sake, but then so they can share it with the partner. So you might just be in a situation where you're not in a relationship yet, and that doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity to kind of figure out and articulate some of the very real things that are happening to you and have happened to you. So man, we so appreciate questions coming in. We are grateful. Thank you for being faithful listeners and faithful viewers. If you have a specific or a couple of questions around one of the topics that we've talked about that you would like us to clarify or talk more about, we would love to answer those questions. We're going to start doing this a little bit more frequently where we answer emails or answer comments that have come in so that we can connect with our viewers more. We appreciate you and we hope that you'll enjoy the next series we'll be releasing soon.